Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I'm bringing on a new contact, a little, little co-host here for you guys. And she's gotten connected actually thanks to the Thrive community. We've had so many co-hosts come on thanks to the Attend Thrive event every single year. But she and I actually did not get a chance to connect. And uh, more importantly, you, I love the power of how circles in different time zones, different areas of the country, different areas of the world can somehow collide. And I'm just finding out that her family's, you know, just from little old Allentown, Pennsylvania, where I'm at here. So, <laughs> but let, let's give you a little more detail on this lady before we bring her on here. So, um, Sarah is an award-winning concierge and travel influencer. And we're going to talk about that because I'm leaving on some fun travel coming up in a couple of weeks. But she won the title of Best Young Concierge in the world in 2015 from, and I'm, I am not French, so I'm going to go with Les Clefs d'Or. Dior uh, International, and the uh, it's a, an international professional organization of concierge. So I didn't even know this existed. So we're going to talk about this too because I love travel and I love lifestyle. Uh, but along with the hotel brands from the Peninsula, Four Seasons, Fairmont Hotels, she's also worked with big brands within the travel realm like Travel, you know, TripAdvisor and Airbnb. I've used all of them. American Airlines, to name a few. So she's considered a verified source of travel information, as both as a local expert in LA and through her concierge connections around the world. So guys, we're gonna bring her on here in a second, but please seek her out for her travel tips, advice, knowledge of trends, um, you know, the, from the front lines of travel. Her website is askaconcierge.tv. And we'll have all this stuff connected in the show notes. But without further ado, Sarah Dindashi, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Well, thank you for having a good intro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for delivering it so well. I try. I'm trying. You know, you know, you put in the reps, you get a little bit better at it. So it's been a little it's been a little over a year since we launched the show. So I figure I might have a few a little bit of experience. So maybe. Just a little bit. Yeah. So why didn't we meet up at Thrive? I hey, whoa, put me on the spot there. I gotta call you out right away. Call me out. Well, it's interesting. So this was actually my first Thrive attend, uh, Thrive um, event. And with that being said, it, it was a little, and not overwhelming in a bad way, but it really almost ended up kind of speaking to me in, in, in a way that I was a little bit more introspective with a couple things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's also a networking event, but it was just like so much good information just thrown at me. And I'm like, whoa, I need to like take a time out and like really digest. So unfortunately we didn't get to meet there, but hey, we're connected now. Well, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, I'm not ripping on you because I'm being, I wanted to bring that up just because I think a lot of people who've had on numerous co-hosts, I mean, this is just the list from last year's um, uh, podcasting of all the different people I connected with. I'm going to have to make like a fun uh, graphic to show off all the different co-hosts that I've met thanks to Thrive. And I do promote it. I'm rocking the hat right now. I still got my wristband on because uh, I am a, a two-year alumni. And the whole point of Thrive Make Money Matter is really, again, not just a tagline to make money matter, but I love the fact that it's people like you and myself who we were surrounded by a thousand other professionals, young, old, didn't matter. So it's not really always possible to meet every single person. No. in the community, in the network. Um, you obviously being a newer contact, me, I, I was trying to catch up with everybody that I had met last year and still meet some new contacts as well and just have a blast and learn that big message of making money matter, creating for-purpose businesses and everything else. So I, like I said, I'm not actually ripping on you. I just thought it was kind of funny <laughs> that we have to catch up virtually. But that's also exactly. the power in who you are. And how we're up the power of podcasting too is that I've got this platform and you and I didn't get a chance to meet, but then you noticed that I was from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And you're like, oh my God, I got to connect with this guy because we didn't get to connect live at the event in Vegas. That's exactly right. I mean, it's like, by the way, I mean, for those, I'm sure obviously people do know a little bit about Allentown, Pennsylvania, but it is small enough that if you see somebody else from there, you got to reach out. <laughs> and let's be real. <laughs> hold on. Now, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Allentown's not that small. I mean, we keep blowing up down here in the valley, uh, as we like to call it, because we're only an hour, hour and a half north of Philly and maybe an hour, hour and a half west of New York City. 
So it's actually kind of a sweet spot to have access to two major metropolitan areas with a lot of culture and a lot of history. Oh, absolutely. Hey, look, I'm not hating. I was born there, okay? <laughs> much love for A-Town. Much love. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What, so what school did you go to? So, okay. Uh, so I actually didn't, well, I went to um, Union Terrace briefly, which is the elementary school there. Okay. Um, but I, I actually no didn't live, live there. I was born there, but then I lived in Saudi Arabia until I was six. What? I then lived in London for a year and Allentown briefly, because that's where my grandparents are. My okay. my mom was pretty much born and raised there. So I'd spend summers there, holidays there. Mm. Then I went to school in DC, lived in New York for a bit. And then now I've been in LA, like. 12 years. Wow. Well, and I, let's be real. Like I'm not from the Lehigh Valley either. I mean, I was born in New Jersey and then we moved over when I was like in fifth grade and then come college, I started breaking things up a little bit. I uh, moved to South Carolina for a little while. Then I moved back and actually I never even lived in Allentown until the past like three years. I was actually, I went to a high school called Penargel High School, which is actually closer to the Poconos. Oh, wow. And then went to a community college here and then went to Penn State because Penn State has a local campus here. And then mm -hmm. years later, working for a corporation, I went back to school, was going to a, a school here called DeSales University. So again, and then left and then I moved out to Arizona. So I didn't get the international exposure you have, but I've lived in Arizona. I've lived in Colorado. So yeah, we got around. We didn't always live in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's I have to say, it's nice to kind of come back to it. I certainly look forward to my holidays. And, and anytime I get to go back to visit my family, I'm like, ah, oh, good all that. You know, it, it's actually interesting. I always joke around. I said, my God, everybody who leaves comes back when it's time to start a family. And yeah. may, maybe not everybody, but I will tell you, because all the grandparents, as you're hinting at, or the parents <laughs> that become grandparents still yeah. live here. So yep. I can't tell you how many people over the years that have moved out before I did. And then they're like, oh man, you're moving back already. And I'm like, am I? I was like, well, I was like, when did you move back? Because <laughs> they've been back. They got kids. I don't have kids. Why'd you move back? I'm like, I moved back to help a friend start up a company. That's, I didn't come back because of kids and grandparents. Yeah, it's true. True. It's fair enough. I have to say, actually, I always make fun of my mother because she spent her whole life trying to like move all the way around. And she lived in the Middle East and Europe. And then next thing you know, she's back so that she can be close to her parents. And I'm like, really? Really, mom? Is that what you did? <laughs> Well, I mean, so let's jump in here a little of this. You already just dropped some sweet uh, countries. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, awesome? I'm like, really? Well, I'm, a, I'm about awesome. to fly in. I, wait, wait. I'm actually going to be flying in two weeks into Qatar. Well, that will be interesting. I, I, I guess because I've never been, so it's <laughs> no. a it's a connection hub for us. So yeah, no, you'll be fine. Obviously, you're just at the airport. Uh, no, I'm half Lebanese, which um, most people can't tell. <laughs> I don't really. The blonde look it. hair definitely throws us off. Again, to our listeners, guys, we do have this stuff go out to YouTube too. So if you need to <laughs> see what we're talking about, she does not look like a typical Lebanese because there is a lot of Lebanese uh, in the Lehigh Valley. Actually, I've, yeah, I've had are. a lot of Lebanese friends over the years. So. Oh, absolutely. I know there are. And it's always interesting. Whenever I go back, my gra grandmother always takes me to the different Lebanese markets and is like, my granddaughter, she's Lebanese, speak Arabic. And I'm like, okay, I'm, hey, show pony. Let's yeah. toast. I'm a little rusty. Um. Exactly. <laughs> Very rusty. Very rusty for sure. So that's, um. so because of the Lebanese side, uh, my dad had some business opportunities. We have a lot of family um, in the Middle East and different countries there, and some of them being in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. So uh, he had that opportunity, and my mom was like, heck yeah, let's let's go. She was ready for an adventure um, in the late 70s. So <laughs> they moved to um, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and then uh, I was born, I was actually born in Allentown, and then pretty much as soon as I could get my passport, or my mother could get my passport, back on a plane, and we were back over to, to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, where I lived until I was six. And you're so, saying Jeddah or yeah. am I it's saying Jeddah. that right? Yeah, Jeddah. So it's J-E-D-D-A-H. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I thought you were saying, but that's, that's yeah, important. Right you know. I, I'm sure I've got other listeners out there. They're probably like, what is she saying? I was like, I want to know. <laughs> now, no, is, Je no. is Jeddah a, uh, a major area of Saudi Arabia? What's it's one of, it is one of the larger cities. There, there's, you know, Riyadh and then obviously Jeddah are. Yeah, are I know Riyadh. Yeah, Riyadh, exactly. And Jeddah is basically along the coast, uh, right there by the Red Sea. Okay. So, um, so yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, I was a kid, so it was, I had a great time. I mean, there, it was a very different life and it wasn't, obviously now, if I would go back now, it would, it would be very jarring. Right. And there, I'd certainly have certain, certain um, I don't want to say questions, but it would definitely be very different than the life that I've been living. Now, interestingly enough, my mother was born and raised in the States and she went there and yes, okay, women can't drive, but she was like, well, I get a driver. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> I like yeah. the, I like the adaptation there. I like that. Right, it's like, right? wait, wait, you know what? You want to take away my driving privileges? Cool. I'll just roll around right. VIP. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then it's like, okay, fine. I have to be covered up. Okay. Well, if I'm not covered up, then everybody's going to catcall. So fine, I'll be covered up. And hmm. she had a really interesting perspective on it, which I think really should, um, influence the way that I look at, at cultures and everything is that, and especially when you're traveling all the time, so often people are like, oh gosh, it's so different or it's this or whatever. Right. But she really took an approach of, she's like, look, I, I didn't grow up here. Uh, I, you know, she's like, I'm not of this mindset. Yeah. So what am I going to do as one person come in and throw a fit and change it? No, <laughs> not at all. So she's like, I'm going to go understand where these maybe rules have come from and embrace it. And well, I think that's I what thought, we're all supposed to do, aren't we? I mean, the whole point of traveling to other countries is to respect and understand those cultures, not not uh, fight it. Oh, absolutely. But But you do have to say that there are times that people really like to bring a strong sense of who they are, um, you know, when they travel. I mean, I see it, certainly, obviously, Americans have a reputation when they travel. There's definitely a, a stereotype, um, not to say that everybody is that way, but also similarly, I work in hospitality now and the number of tourists that come in and then you have very distinct stereotypes, whether they're from France or whether they're from England or whether they're from Australia. Hmm. Even Japanese, you know, people are going to bring their culture with them. Oh, absolutely, but it's, it's who they how are. Graciously, they interact with the locals. So, um, would you say that? It, like, for, so, for, for me, like, obviously, I did. I did at least look it up on the map that the Qatar airport that I'm flying into is on the coast of the Red Sea, um, mm -hmm. which I think it's hilarious. Like, I have to. We're going to South Africa, but we're some. The the, the flight was priced better, and with the airline looked really really nice. We're so like, hey, let's fly into Qatar. It's just I'm like I'm going to the other side of Saudi Arabia just to go south to Africa. Yep. So we're gonna be flying a lot. I think the first leg of the flight is like 19 hours or something like that. Um, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. Oh wait, are you flying Qatar Airways? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. My fiance booked everything. This is really oh, okay. it's really it's really her trip. Um, I'm just going along for security. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, darn. Oh, tough life. Yeah, no, yeah, it's so. amazing. I mean, that airport and everything over there, uh, you know, you're fine. You're, it's a big hub. Probably that's the airline. Yeah, that we just have like a, we're laying over for a few hours, so we're not even leaving the airport. Yeah. It's not no, that no, big no. a deal. No, it's enough to go in. Do I some heard damage. it's beautiful though. It is. Um, I actually haven't been to the Qatar airport, but I have, I have been to Dubai, uh, which is obviously not too far away. And, um, and that was an incredible experience. So I really enjoyed that. I had very low expectations, but I went and I was, I was hmm. pleasantly surprised. Well, friends of ours, um, they just got married a few weeks ago and, uh, actually right, literally you, you saw in the thrive Facebook group, like I was actually, I had to miss Friday's speakers because my friends were getting married on the finger lakes in New York. So I had to travel. Oh. I had to travel to Syracuse, New York, to pick up a rental car to give my car to my fiance to continue driving to the lake house. Then I picked up the rental car, waited in Syracuse, grabbed my buddy flying in from Colorado, who's also going to the wedding. Then we drove to the lake house, did the wedding thing. Then I left at like two o'clock in the morning, Friday night, to get back to the airport, drop the rental car, get on a plane, end up in Vegas at nine a.m. And I was in in the venue watching speakers by 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Uh, that is commitment <laughs> right there. For everybody that's listening, oh my gosh. And also, by the way, that's totally something that I would do. So nice to meet you. See, people fellow. thought I was crazy. And I'm like, no, dude, I bought my ticket a year ago from the last drive to go to Thrive. My friend yeah. decided to get married after. I was like, that's not my fault. And I was like, you're lucky that I'm even at your wedding. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I mean, look, this is what we've got to do. We've got to do these... But what a cool story that you've got. 
and you know, and there's so much more that you can take from it. And yeah, it might be a little crazy to some people, but well, it's know. the beauty of travel. This is this is your thing, right? Like the whole con. I mean, granted, if I had a concierge figure that all out for me, that would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't roll like that. So, yeah. uh, but I, I'll say, hey, it's possible. You just have to, you know, plan a little more logistical planning, and it might have cost me a little bit more. But it's in the end, I achieved two things. I got to see friends, close friends of mine uh, that I'll be mountain bike with tonight uh, to uh, you know celebrate their their marriage, and then they took a week or two uh, to go to Dubai for their honeymoon, and then awesome. they were connecting through Dubai. They wanted to at least experience that because they said, "Well, we're already flying that far, so why not go there?" And oh, then they went down to some, I don't know, some amazing island in the ocean that's where that's why awesome. they're that's why they're going through there maybe you know where they probably ended up i have no idea the so. maldives maybe thank you that's it oh yeah. my god i'm so good at this game wow yes. you're you just nailed that there wasn't even like I a hesitation did. wait wait. i might know a little bit about a little bit was that was <laughs> the hint there because they were connecting through dubai and an island in the ocean <laughs> well when i think of islands i'm thinking of like the fijis or whatever and then people are like no 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 like this is the Maldives no, is like, no, no, but it's like I, I mean, it makes sense because I know where it is in relation to Dubai. So um, it, it was just it seemed logical. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and you know, since we're geeking out about, I just kind of dropped a hint there about concierge, right? So yes. what is it that you've do. I mean, you, for your, your bio alone has you doing so much. I'm actually, while you're, while you actually explain this for our, our, um, YouTube watchers, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen so I can actually bring up your site here. There it is again to our listeners, guys, ask a concierge.tv. So All right. what got you into this? Like clearly you, you know how to help people. That's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I maybe no, I do. Uh, no. So it's, it's really kind of, it's interesting. So and and kind of unusual in the sense that a uh, bit of my backstory is I went to Georgetown. So I went to school in, in DC and I have basically a really fancy international relations degree. <laughs> considering my background as well too, I've also traveled a lot as a kid and and being part of my, my heritage and that I have family in the Middle East and Europe as well as the US, that was just always very natural to me. So as far as the whole international aspect, hmm. uh, while I was going to school in DC, I always wanted to have a job. Um, while I was going to school, just for a taste of real life, I think, um, and that's a story for another day. But uh, to me, I really like to have that balance of, of you know, having a job as well as school. Because sometimes I think when people are in school, they just get in the zone and of of being studious, which is awesome. But I really like the real life aspect. So I ended up working at a hotel, the Four Seasons in Washington D.C. It's in Georgetown. Um, I was the hostess there in the restaurant. Not a big deal, but very cool. Great experience to have when you're 19 years old. We all start somewhere. Exactly. I remember thinking I was so cool. I was 19 years old going in. I was like, I got benefits, yo. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we we all thought that was awesome when we were younger, right? Like, like, hey, dude, I got full benefits. I got 401k. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, that's what you think, you know, like, I'm not even old enough to legally drink. And I'm like, yeah, I got health benefits. Um, so, so that was my, my start in hotels. And then when I moved out to Los Angeles, I, I kind of built a little bit of time. Uh, my, my whole interest in moving out here was for the entertainment industry. But I was like, huh, well, you know, when you're, kind of focusing on what to do. You could either work in a restaurant or I guess I could work in a hotel. Hmm. So um, I kind of put out feelers, went and interviewed as a bartender and pretty much on the spot, they were like, well, what do you think about being a concierge? I had traveled a little bit, so I kind of knew what a concierge did, but and obviously not as in depth as, as I do now. And there's some crossover there. I'm a former bartender. I mean, I, th- I actually, if you want, I've, I told somebody this a long time ago, you could probably agree with me real quick, concierge yeah. or bartending, or even a server. You mm-hmm. can't beat the life lessons that come from that role because it forces you into that human to human face to face interaction. It teaches you how to develop communication skills and not mm-hmm. just read from a menu, but like if you're really good, 
study people, study their, their physical expressions, truly develop active listening skills. Like there's so many benefits I could take out of that. And I never even did the concierge thing, but I'm just saying I, I got to be a head bartender at a restaurant and I can tell you, I can make a mean martini and a classic old Manhattan. Uh, never did lose that. So that's a great life lesson that I will never forget. <laughs> well, no, but it's, as you said, it's also the interacting with people and not you're listening, but you're also learning how to anticipate and and maybe read between the lines too, maybe what they're not actually saying. So oh, kind of when it comes to, I think, really any sort of good customer service, it, it also really depends on the type of person you are. Hmm. And that's really what the general manager saw in me. He was like, hey, do you want to be a concierge? And I was 22 at this point, just moved to LA. I had been in Los Angeles two weeks. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm good with maps. I can figure it out. <laughs> He was like, yeah, no, you'll be fine. It obviously has a lot more than how to give people directions. But then I literally studied the city. I would get off of work and I would drive the town when it wouldn't be so trafficy. I'd go to different restaurants and maybe certainly at the time I couldn't afford to go to all these fancy restaurants, but I would just go in and like take a peek and look around. And it's like, look, you show me a menu. I can stand inside the bar area and look around and have a sense of what it's all about. Hmm. You know, it's, like I get it. So I really would kind of study it that way. This was your own self-hustle? This wasn't being like funded or paid for by the hotel or anything? No, no. Or? This was all on my own. This is totally on my own. See, I think that's um, really important. That's why I asked you real quick because, again, we talk a lot about health, business, and lifestyle, but a lot, a lot of the target audience of this show is Gen X like me and the millennials. Mm-hmm. And because there's two different generational gaps, uh, I'm, I, I, I want people to understand that as a generation X, I'm trying to give back to the millennial generation with guidance, especially since all this, there's this craze about developing online entrepreneurship, you know, online branding like yourself and building something bigger than just uh, out of all the context of what you learned over the years. And the biggest piece that I already took out of this was you started putting in some of your own little self hustle, right? It's like you didn't mm-hmm. expect this stuff to get delivered into your hands. You said, you know what, if I'm gonna be the best damn concierge out there, I might have to get out there and really try and study this stuff and figure it out. Oh, totally, totally. And that's that's always been key. I mean, in essence, I mean, I was given this great opportunity. I didn't even, it was so great that it wasn't even on my radar as an opportunity or an option. And and I'm like, I guess, will I make any money? I, I had no idea. Sure. And so, so I was like, wow. And as soon as I sort of stepped into the role, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This I could I could I can run with this for a while, and it also came naturally to me as far as helping people, getting people excited uh, to to experience Los Angeles if they're here for the first time, and then also for those business travelers that just need to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, I get it. Tell me what you need. Let's make it happen. If it's something I don't know, cool, I'll learn it. It's fine. So um, it was definitely I, I had to be very humble at first, and still very very humble, um, which is really important especially when you're in that world because you're you're having people that are talking to you about booking their private planes or they want to have you know the highest the fanciest dinner that they can get into or whatever the case is and then you also have people that are like hey can you help me take the metro to xyz so you really have to balance all sorts of people and and backgrounds and you know that really whether it's from years of travel as a kid kind of came easily to me and and then I also found it a really wonderful learning experience as well too because you get to see into everyone's lives just a little bit so um so yeah so it's definitely been uh an interesting interesting path but all about that that hustle it's like I had to hustle at the desk and it was a natural sort of progression for me it's like okay if I need to do this on the side I need to do this on the side which is also um kind of how Ask a Concierge was born. Hmm. Obviously, that is, I, I work at a hotel. I do other things. I, I'm an advisor on a hospitality app, and then I also have my own brand. So for me, that hustle is just- You're an advisor uh, on a hospitality app? I, That's I a thing? I, That's see, a- this is why I love doing this show, because like, <laughs> literally, I was like, I mean- I actually almost want to kick myself in the teeth for saying that because I was like, really? Of course that's a thing. There's a thing for everything. There and, is a thing for everything. <laughs> but it's like, now, did you approach that or did they approach you? Um, so th- this, uh, this is also, so I actually get pitched a lot of things um, and and they, they ultimately approached me hmm. uh, just because of being out there and being in hospitality. 
uh, I'm kind of in a niche market and there's a lot of visibility. Obviously, I do a lot of videos. I did 108 videos last year, getting close to Just about from your 50. travel? Um, travel. Last year, actually, we focused more on things to do in LA. So that was 108 videos primarily focused on Los Angeles, things to do, insider tips, et cetera. And then this year, uh, instead of doing two videos a week, which was awesome and ambitious, I was like, okay, let's scale it back and do one awesome video a week, but now we can incorporate more travel. I mm. knew that if I was trying to include other destinations, doing two videos a week would be, would be overly ambitious. So I was like, okay, we'll do one a week. That's still awesome. You're still on people's radar, but then cool, you can cover other places. So this year we've been able to cover different places in, in Europe. So Berlin, Prague, Paris, obviously around uh, Southern California from Palm Springs, San Diego, bit of Vegas as well too. So um, yeah, it's been kind of exciting as, as that grows and, and planning well, I, out. More. I just love this story because you've, again, we're poking around the website to our listeners, guys. Like she's, she's not kidding. She's got a lot of videos. Um, <laughs> I mean, your YouTube channel, obviously that's the other thing. It's, that's a beauty. If you're doing video, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's just going to grow. It's just going to keep growing because video will never stop. And I tell people all the time, like YouTube is basically YouTube university. So if people are trying to understand either what concierge is, or just simply want to know more about travel, you put out a lot of content. So clearly your channel is one to follow. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, well, it's also really interesting as well too, as far as, uh, the concierge world as well too. I totally get it. Like I can understand if you happen to go and stay at a hotel and there's a concierge there, I can totally understand somebody that's like, uh, what do they do? Or I'm scared to talk to the concierge or, mm. oh my gosh, is it going to cost me a lot of money? And so what I've really tried to do with my videos, obviously I'll focus on a lot of content as far as travel inspiration, as one could say, but also educating people to use the concierge. If you happen to be, uh, you know, staying at a hotel that has a concierge, use them. They are local insiders at your fingertips and it doesn't necessarily cost you anything. Cool, could you ask them for some tips and insight and maybe tip them five, 10, $15, depending on how much they help you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but how cool that you could actually reach out, talk to somebody, get some personal insight that might take your trip to that city from like a, a B experience to an A plus experience just by having a conversation with a person. So I, I really like to put myself out there because I understand what it's like to feel like the concierge might be intimidating, which is so weird because they just want to help, but I get it. No, I so I'm like, listen, is that the concierge over there? Good. You're, you're going to get to yeah. work. Let's yeah. get to work, brother <laughs> or sister. Uh, exactly. Because I, exactly. I back up what you're saying. You know, that's a very, very valid point. Uh, you can probably confirm this for us. How do I say this in, a, in, a, in the right way? Us guys, guys, I'm, I'm sure ladies do it too. In a relationship, some people feel like they feel like they, oh, I'll figure this out, right? Like I'm the DIY. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. Now, in my relationship, my fiance is like, oh hell no! Like you, listen, let's just the sooner we figure this out, the sooner we can have fun. So yeah. she's been doing all of her own trip planning for this trip coming up, but. I could tell you once I get to South Africa, if we don't know where we're going, I'm asking for help. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And, but how many guys probably don't do that? I don't know. You know what? It is a toss up. You would think, um, you would think that many of them don't. It all depends. There's so many different personalities. Mm -hmm. So especially when you've got families traveling, you'll have like the one dynamic where you've got like the mom and the kids and they're all running around trying to it's figure like out- It's like the old uh, Chevy Chase movies. Um, exactly. National exactly. Lampoons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Family <laughs> vacation. And then, and then the guy comes up and it's just like, you can just see he's like trying to keep it together. And he's like, we're just looking for a place for yeah, dinner. Yeah, like seriously, today. for the love of God, just where am I going? <laughs> Tell me what we should do. Or, or sometimes they're like, my wife's about to come over and she's going to suggest something. Please just tell her that it's not a good idea. And I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. Unless it's a really home. good idea. And then it's like, well. True. true, true. I mean, you know, it all depends. So I know we like to give them a little bit of validity and be like, well, to break it down, these are the pros and cons. Um, but, but yeah, and it, it, the more so, the interesting thing is being a female at the desk, oftentimes I'll, I'll be working with a, with a male um, co-worker and who comes up to us. 
So mm. generally, men will want to come up and talk to me. And if a woman comes up, generally, the, a woman will want to talk to one of the male uh, co-workers. Really? So I find that dynamic I, very That's very intriguing psychologically because I, I studied psychology when I was doing my marketing degree, and I love the psych piece. And yeah. it's interesting because, admittedly, it makes perfect sense the way you said it, but I would also feel like almost like the female would want the uh, the common thought process from another female yeah. to confirm how she's exactly. thinking and where she's going next. But you you actually see a demographic or a dynamic where they're looking for the opposite sex's opinion. Huh. Totally. Unless it is, for example, a woman that's like, oh, where can I get my hair done? Most likely she's going to come to me versus, versus one of the guys. Yeah. But is that very interesting sort of crossover and also since we're talking a little bit about psychology so interesting how somebody might ask you something and and let's say you have to deliver uh no that's whether it's a obviously in hospitality you're not supposed to deliver no's but sometimes things aren't possible or the reality of the situation you have to tell them oh no that doesn't work or this is closed or whatever the case and they won't believe you and all it takes is that person just standing next to you to be like yeah actually this is the case and just by hearing one other person hmm. confirm that it's maybe a no or a no-go, all of a sudden it's done. It's a it's a moot point. Hmm. But so often they might push and push and push. Are you sure? Are you sure? Question, question, question. And then as soon as you have another person just step in and just say, yeah, she's right. They're like, oh, okay. Intriguing. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm really loving this right now. So Yeah, no, it's definitely, I have to say, working in hospitality, I mean, any sort of service industry, if you really stop and kind of pay attention to the interaction it's a really interesting course in in psychological in psychological in psych in psychology oh my yeah. gosh if i can say that in psychology and um human behavior so it's right there at your fingertips now do you find these human behaviors do they still transcend into other domains like for example if somebody's coming up to you and asking for because again we're i'm a huge health and fitness buff right we talk a lot about healthy lifestyle not just travel lifestyle but when yeah. people come up to you like oh what's your favorite crossfit gym or yoga studio or like do you, you get all that right and oh, is it the cool. same yeah. is it the same thing or is there more of the female wants to ask the female now or vice versa mm, no gosh it, it's interesting yeah I, I, when it comes to that sort of stuff it's generally female wants to ask the female but i mean or, or male male hmm. um because I'll tell you right now, I've used concierges before if they're available at the hotel, but I've never mm -hmm. asked their opinion on health and fitness. I'm, you should. I'm DIY. I've always been DIY. So I, I'm willing to admit that right here, right now to you that I was like, you know, I just never really trusted them because I figured they're just going to follow whatever is like, oh, whatever has the most likes or whatever. But maybe the, yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, here's the thing. And that's you, one comes. of your photos on your website has you doing some yoga poses. So clearly yeah. you do care yeah, about a healthy lifestyle. I work out. I work out like six days a week. Atta so girl. when people come up to me, I'm like, I'm like, bring it on, please. Okay. Um, so I stand yeah. corrected. <laughs> well, that's like, hey, but not every concierge is as healthy as I am. No, I'm kidding. But uh, um, that actually yes, is totally valid. So that is very, that's very valid. But it goes to show you um, how starting that conversation can, who knows where it'll take you. Hmm. Maybe the concierge, maybe that particular person or isn't really being into fitness, but Maybe their son or daughter is. Or, or their coworker. So it's good to talk to them about that because for me, at least I can be like, hey, oh my gosh, I've totally been to this studio. It's amazing. You've got to check it out. Um, or it's, or even oftentimes I might say, hey, this is what's closest to the hotel. But if you don't mind driving five more minutes, this is a place which I've been to. I went, I've you know, worked out there for two years. So all of a sudden you're getting a personal story with it, hmm. but also whether it's that or, or let's say golf, for example, I, I know a little bit about golf, but I have a coworker who is like into golf. So if you are really into golf and you end up talking to him, how great is that advice? So you just never know it. And you can be pleasantly surprised. I'm also vegetarian. Hmm. Um, so oftentimes people get a little shy when they're talking about, oh, well, we want to go, we do want to eat something healthy or, well, we have one person that's a vegetarian or, and et cetera. So it's, it's just as opening up that dialogue. And as soon as I then end up telling them, I'm like, no, no, you want to go here. I'm vegetarian too. I get it. Or you can, 
I'm vegetarian and this is not a vegetarian place, but you can find many great things uh, that will fit your diet. Oh, no, let's there. be real though. I mean, you, you're in LA, you, you pretty much have everything. I mean, you got <laughs> it, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I mean, it's, it's certainly it's, that's par for the course. So, but many times, you know, people are coming from other places and they're not necessarily used to that. So, mm. you know, you gotta you, tell them it'll be okay. And, um, they'll find something. I always call actually LA. It's like, it's the hub of the picky eaters club. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, whether it's gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, paleo, whatever it is, like, you're not going to surprise anybody at any restaurant here. Oh, I've, I've had to soften up my approach when I travel, like, because I'm a hardcore, you know, no sugar, no grains. Like if I'm getting a pardon me, if I'm getting a burger, I'm not getting it with a bun, right? I'm like, just give me all the meat and veggies, dude. Like, so I try and soften up how I ask for it. I don't say, excuse me, I don't eat bread. Could you just give me that burger without it? No. <laughs> so I try and be a little bit cool about it. I'm like, okay, so seriously, just go give me the meat, give me the veggies, be done with it. Um, and I've, I've eaten at vegetarian restaurants. Actually, when I used to live in Colorado, there's a place in Golden, oh, I'm blanking out on the name of it, but I used to live in Golden just outside of Denver. And it was uh -huh. amazing. It was influenced by the guy who used to like study with the Buddhists and like over, oh. over there and came over here and decided to bring what he learned. And there was some great food. It was amazing. Some of the soups had so much flavor because this is something, whether you're a vegetarian or not, you, people say, oh, when you start cleaning up your diet, it gets boring. And I said, mm -hmm. well, no, it only gets boring if you allow it to. There's so much you can do with broccoli. Like, I tell people all the time, like, if you have, if you take the time to figure out what herbs and spices are, changes everything, changes everything. Totally, totally. In fact, actually in LA, there is a really popular restaurant that's called Gracias Madre, and it is a vegan Mexican place. And that just messes with everybody's head. They're like, what, vegan Mexican? Oh my gosh, it's blasphemous, whatever. That place is so popular. And when you go and you eat there, if you just put that aside, you look also they're not serving products that are like oh it's soy imitation chicken or imitation beef yeah it's like like, like either you, either you're in or you're out like stop with this exactly. imitation stuff like no, 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 no. I, totally. that's why i always say like dude if you're gonna be a vegetarian be a vegetarian like don't yeah. don't start this oh I, i've got some fake beef i'm like i thought you're being a vegetarian for a reason like if exactly. you're gonna like i i may not 100 percent agree with the lifestyle choice but i'm like i'm not gonna tell you not to do it i'm just gonna tell you to stop trying to fake it <laughs> yeah no i know but it's what's so great about this place is that they don't try to fake it they have a butternut squash quesadilla they've got Ooh. these really interesting that's like okay it's and it's got i guess it's like cashew equivalent cashew cheese but aside from that i mean it's like it's not trying to be anything it, it's it isn't right uh food's incredible there and people don't come out being like oh man i sure wish that there was some carne asada in there like they're not even thinking about that there <laughs> it's like dude you're at the wrong restaurant i mean <laughs> yeah totally you gotta go down the street tito's tacos make there. that happen <laughs> <laughs> oh well i was just doing a screenshot real quick not to change the study but on the same thing of adventure like adventurous diets and stuff i noticed like yeah. you have like a partner section on your site what's this yeah. elite adventure tours because when i see the oh word when i see the word adventure see you're in my world now what do we got going on over there? Yeah, Elite Adventure, um, Elite Adventure Tours, they are an amazing uh, private tour company in LA. And there are a lot of different private tour companies, but I love, what I love about them is they really specialize. They've got incredible helicopter tours. I actually worked with them and did this awesome video and got to take a helicopter tour of Los Angeles over an hour, just traveling all around the city. And it was truly breathtaking. But these guys are awesome. They do, they do hiking tours. They've got yacht tours and nice. then they also have like the traditional of uh, you know private tour in an suv but they're just so they just have a different spin on things and I, and hence the name i like their tag here on the website we're doing the screen share for these guys because i clicked on them through your page destination yeah. management i like that mm -hmm. that's actually pretty cool like everybody's got private tours or for this tour like destination management smart on the branding on that so yes uh, no no definitely. well it, actually it's funny so we're actually looking into stuff like this ourselves right now for not this winter but next winter um I'm finally going to break my rule and get married. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, my fiance and I, she agreed to my lifestyle choice, which is, I think weddings suck. I will go and party if you invite me to, but I will not be dressing up into a tuxedo and spending thousands of dollars on a party. 
was like, I'd rather spend thousands of dollars on a destination adventure. So we're going to go heli skiing for our wedding. So really, I figured I was saving this for you. I wanted to make sure we had a build up because I was like, I think she'd get a kick out of this. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm like, sign me up. Heli skiing. That's right. So we're going to go to Canada for that. That's nuts. Yeah. So have you ever, I'm sure you've heard of Banff uh, and huge skier little niche area. Are you going to be staying at the Fairmont Banff? Is that the one looks like a castle? Yes. Uh, we are looking at that right now. So, well, uh, if you, should we, be, should we talking offline here? Is there some, yeah, no, 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 uh, no, no, is there some no, connections? No, no. <laughs> no, we well, so actually, so part of the whole thing with concierge, uh, just to chime in on that, if you saw the movie Grand Budapest Hotel, mm-hmm. where it is like you, you saw where they were like calling from one concierge to the next, to the next. Yeah. And there was a society of the, yeah, cross- you guys have like a network. It's like a secret society of concierge experts. Exactly. And when you so amazingly tried to say the word Les Clés d'Or, which stands for the gold keys in French. So I'm actually part of that organization. And that's through that organization where I actually won the best young concierge in the world. Oh, get the hell out. We're going full circle on this now. Totally full circle, totally full circle. So that is a real deal thing. And uh, and I'm part of that organization. So if you see any of the pictures of me in my work uniform, you will see I'm wearing crossed keys because I am part of that oh, cool. uh, organization and am very active within that community as well too, as I'm sure you can imagine. Well, sh- should we be throwing you a solid and reaching out to them saying we, you know, we should be actually connecting through you? I don't know how this all works. So like, yeah. is that a... <laughs> Does that help you win points? Because like, oh, you found out of us because of Sarah? I don't know. So, no, no, no. We have no hey, loyalty. We'll, 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 we'll like connect through somebody. <laughs> well, they, I mean, look, they, they understand what I do and, and bring to the table as well too. So they've been very warm and welcome, welcoming with that. But because of that, every year they have international and domestic conferences. So you hmm. go to these conferences and you just end up seeing like the, you know, you become really good friends with these people. And one of my really good friends, Don Mooney, amazing, the Don, is at the Banff, um, at the Fairmont Banff Hotel. Oh. And so that's why it's like, it really ends up being, it's a small community. So if you, um, that, that's why, again, it's like you talk to the concierge because let's say you're going on to another destination and you mention that they're like, oh, great, where are you staying? They might actually know who the concierge is there and then they can do an introduction i have people that come to me all the time and they're like hey i was just in chicago and they found out i was coming here and they told Mm. me i had to say hi to you well well, it's it's interesting so we're probably turning this into a very long week trip uh and we're trying to (laughs) the cool thing is her mother and her father now want to jump out of a helicopter with us i mean to be fair we're not you're not jumping out of a helicopter you're stepping out of it on a mountaintop but um so my my original master plan was i was going to get like drones and like have yeah. these, have like you know just go epic with this you know all oh, everybody's just coming out of helicopters and skiing down the mountain and then we just stop and i and i just take her glove off we do the ring thing it takes like 30 seconds and then we keep going because to me it's like how long does a wedding really need to take <laughs> yeah no it, it doesn't need to take that long at all and i love this is such an epic idea. Oh my gosh. Kudos so, to you. Well, the best part is like, so then I've had to adapt a little bit because she's like, listen, she's like her parents' friends want to come and they're all retired ski nuts. So it's like, we're trying to like respect that. And so I was like, all right, now we're probably going to do like the wedding or at least the, the ring ceremony, like at the, the helicopters, like headquarters or wherever that is. That's awesome. Then we fly up because- it's so cool. Yeah, we're it's- trying to figure out the logistics because like some people are advanced skiers and some aren't. So that yeah. way we don't have to worry about somebody missing the ceremony. We do it there real quick. And then like two helicopters leave. Like ours goes to the advanced hill, you know, yeah. advanced mountain. And then like her parents and and all those people can go to wherever they want to go ski and, you know, and then get their backcountry experience, the heli-skiing experience. Everybody's happy. And then even if we're not staying at the Fairmont, we are, no matter what, we, we're doing something with that Fairmont because that place looks badass. Um, and maybe maybe we, if we don't stay there, because there's, there's some place higher up that's like a high tower with like sick views um, oh, wow. hotel. I don't know that one off the top of my head, but... But she's seriously <laughs> considering that one and then saying, great, maybe we just do a big the big dinner night thing at the castle place i don't know we're still figuring it out we haven't booked oh my anything. gosh but what i love is that how you took just the idea uh of 
hella skiing. Oh my gosh, I love that, love that phrase. And now it's a, it's turned into all of this. And yeah. because, you know, how cool, how cool. Well, because so- I'm the guy, so you don't know me, but I'm the guy for years was The Bachelor, right? And I, I turned 40 a couple of weeks ago before Thrive. And it's just... You know, I finally met a girl that actually wants to do crazy stuff with us. She and I both don't want kids. She's 35. I'm 40. We're both young professionals. We both have our own businesses. We're trying to build that. Um, I call it the freedom trifecta, the the time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. Yeah. And along the way, let's start putting in the reps. Let's get these trips in, you know? And let's think outside the box because my brand, who I am, right? Live the Fuel stands for live the fired up epic life. So it's like, I can't have a boring wedding. <laughs> it's like, yeah. if I'm finally yeah. going to man up and give somebody a ring, it's got to be something epic and, and adventurous because that's just who I am. And totally. my friends are like, you do know the wedding's not about you. And I'm like, ah, it's about us and our future. So I got a say in this. I was like, all I did was agree to do the heli skiing thing. She thought it was awesome. She's already done it once. I haven't actually. And, oh. and her parents never have. So everybody, as soon as they said yes, then I just backed away and she's been planning everything because she's all about it now. So, but are you kidding me? It's so awesome. And it just goes to show you how it is really such a perfect fit Yeah. because like, but I feel like we should be doing some more concierge interaction now that I've been talking to you because it's like, it could probably make things go a lot faster. Uh, Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. Even if it is just like a general, like a conversation so that you can get an idea of like, what's possible right. i mean half the times i talk to people and they just want to know like what's possible oh you see um, but that's just tea I'm, I'm already outside the box on that i'm like i know that anything is impossible is possible in life you just true. have to have the open mind to go figure it out and then you have to figure it out but like to your point though if we have the experts to reach out to they could shave a ton of time off of that mm-hmm. and just really they, help honestly them. they've probably seen it before in right. some, some and, and not like to to they've seen something like it or or they've seen either the exact same thing or something like it. So yeah. then they can kind of help. Yeah. Guide. Like our struggle right now is figuring out transportation, right? It's like, okay, how do we get people there? Quick then we got to figure out what, Quick what busing call. company can handle the logistics of busing people to a helicopter launch zone to get to the heli skiing and then back again. That's one of our, that's the newest thing that just popped up. And I'm like, there's gotta be somebody for that. Uh, <laughs> Call your concierge. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a concierge. Okay. Well, yeah, you're, I know, right? I you're know, my but, first concierge guru well, I've ever had on the show. So. <laughs> well, but that's where I think once you guys finally um, end up deciding where you stay, then you can absolutely tap into the concierge at that hotel because basically what they'd be like, oh yeah, cool, you can totally do this. This is what the price is. There's normally an hourly minimum. Boom, 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 and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, cool, it's possible. Does this price range make sense, or do we need something else? Right, and then you're already like five steps away. Yeah, because so, we're like we're looking at companies that do the full size buses. Then I'm like, well, what about yeah. the what about the shorter limo, short bus type concept? And I'm aware. I'm like, what if there's a what if there's a winter storm hinting? So I got to make sure these are companies that have done this before because I am not missing my helicopter ride. So uh, <laughs> I was like, I nope. will I will snowshoe up there. Um, oh my gosh! But also, then you have to take into consideration that if they are transportation companies there, this is what they do. Right. And that's what I told her too. Like we should be looking at local supported community companies, always shop local because this is their niche. This is what they do. So totally, totally. And they've seen everything from whether it's having to deal with the weather to other, other situations. So that's absolutely the way to go. Yeah. I like that. So see now I, so now I got to talk to her about that tonight because I'm going to name drop this Don Mooney dude, unless you recommend another way of reaching out to this guy and see if she's seriously no, no, considered no, no, no. Fairmont. Don Mooney. Don Mooney's the man. If you mention Sarah from LA, he will, he'll, he'll giggle and it'll be funny. <laughs> he doesn't look like a guy that would giggle, but no, um, no, he's awesome. So, so definitely. And to everybody else that's listening out there. I well, guess. yeah. Well, I mean, this is, I tell people all the time and, and, this is actually a great way to start bringing the show towards a close is like we brought this up multiple times on this show before is I am a huge networker. That's why I'm building a podcast uh, over the past year plus now. And I go to events and I'm constantly connecting or trying to help other people get connected. Like it's not always about you. That's the other thing with networking, right? It's like, who can I help get connected to somebody else. And that's something that I've now been able to build thanks to the podcast too, is I have another whole circle of influence now. I have 
over a hundred co-hosts that have been on the show from all different walks of life. So one of my takeaways is when I leave an, an episode and I have a new co-host on, I immediately start thinking, who am I going to get them connected to? Who, who, whose show could maybe they go on or who could, what could benefit them and their brand growth? That's the secret. One of this, one yeah. of the secrets to success is just helping other people grow their own network and get connected. Totally. Totally. And it, and that's the, the whole exciting thing is, is that all of a sudden your world opens up uh, for, for a very long time. Um, I was always, I was definitely very active within the concierge community and it's great. I mean, I, I am within it, but as soon as I created ask a concierge and I made it a point to start attending, I attended travel influencer conferences and I attend, you know, entrepreneur conferences and, and all sorts of things all of a sudden my outreach and my immediate network expanded and it i mean in the depth of it i mean it, it's it's been incredible so it enriches you as well too because you're learning from other people i may not be in real estate i don't know anything about real estate but how cool i can have a conversation with a friend of mine that is right. and all of a sudden that it, you know you just become a more enriched a knowledgeable human being. And, That's and I, one of the that, takeaways from attending Thrive was that, I mean, yeah. Cole Hatter is heavily invested in the, in the real estate market. And a lot of people who attended that event are in real estate. And as I grow my businesses and my investment opportunities, I'm also looking to add real estate in as a component to my yeah. income stream. So I already know, I already have people, I already have people now sitting there ready for me to reach out to when I'm ready. And yeah. that's uh, to your point, that was a very valuable point you brought up about opening your circles, like never feel like you're bottlenecked. And that's the feeling of bottlenecking or being restricted or being held back is our own mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's where like, to your point is like, if you wanted to grow yourself as an influencer in the concierge community, boom, you launch your own brand. You start going to the events. You start connecting people like me, for example, to other people. Like I'm not going to LA, but you're like, Oh dude, that's okay. I got a guy. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it is, and it is all about, it is your network. I mean, and funny enough is that it, it does kind of come full circle in the concierge community because that is what we do. It is all of us are like, I got a guy, yeah. I got a guy, but then to bring it out a little bit more and, and certainly with what I've been able to build with ask a concierge, it's like, I, I've got a lot of guys and all over the place. And it's, it's, and also you can learn from them too. I, I think sometimes it takes looking at somebody and what maybe what they've done with their business in a completely unrelated field. And you can take something from that and apply it to what you're doing, but you needed to see it from a different angle for it to really hit home with you. Hmm. And I mean, there are gems everywhere and you just have to mine it. So networking is key. I love that. And real quick back to your site and then we'll close out the show yeah. here, but you had a note on here about the, um, again, to our listeners, guys, ask a concierge.tv, but she's got a free concierge guide. What's that all about? Is that like, is that for people like me, like newbies embrace, <laughs> embracing working with a concierge? <laughs> it, it, it is. It is actually, it's, it's like a little like two page guide to LA, just kind of like highlights that sort of thing. Oh, is so, this one niche to the LA market? So that is, okay. that is particular. So Man, you, could, um, like, you could just start replicating that as a platform into all these other markets. I might be working on that. Oh, oh, well, look oh, at that. Oh, Sorry. That's my marketing to... brain. Can't help oh, it. No, no, that's great. I do actually have a new website launching within the next month. So we're going to be offering a lot more things. And I'm actually excited because I'm going to be offering my services to help create uh, basically like su suggested itineraries for people at a very nominal nominal fee and just kind of putting that out there. So it's like, nice. Hey, if you want to have the opportunity to pick the brain of a local expert. You can totally do that. And, and Love we're working that. on some nice deliverables. So kind of cool to just take it to the next level and to really be able to share uh, personal recommendations with that's people. exciting. Well, and yeah. when you really, I mean, uh, now if I'm on that email list for the free guide, will I get that update when the site goes out? Yes. Okay, yes, cool. So look at all, I'll get updated. Um, <laughs> that means listeners, if you want to see what the new fancy ask a concierge looks like in the, in the next few weeks or months, uh, get on the email list. Uh, but, but Sarah, to your benefit, when we bring a show to a close, because you're the co-host today, it's not me interviewing you, right? Um, mm -hmm. I want to make sure we honor you and you have the final words to our listeners. So, uh, this is an opportunity for you just to say, you know what, this is not, I'm not selling a business and marketing else. Like, what is it that you've been 
what inspired you to create Ask Out Concierge? What inspires you to move forward? Like, what is that message you want to leave behind to our listeners to help them maybe live a healthier lifestyle? I don't know. Like, is there a big all-encompassing message you're trying to put out to the world where you're going next? Yeah, I mean, really, and and, and I've kind of come up with this for for my brand, but I think it really applies to so many things. Um, And it's about curating your best life. And that really, that can apply to health, that can apply to experiences, that can apply to getting out of your job and getting into a better one. And it really is bringing it back to the fact that we ultimately have the power, no matter how dark or tough our current situation is, we ultimately have the power and the ability to make choices, big or small, to start curating the best life for us to have, whether it's eating healthier, whether it's working out every day or five days a week, whatever it is, whether it's visiting new destinations, adding a, a new course so then you can continually educate yourself. We have that opportunity. So Um, And we have that opportunity more and more with social media. There are so many incredible people in this world that are putting out such inspiring content that no matter what your interest is, maybe it's an interest you didn't even know you had. And next thing you know, you're scrolling on Instagram and you find it. So uh, we actually live in a very exciting time where we're empowered to do a lot. And we can really, we've got everything to, we have all the tools at our fingertips to curate and build our best life. I love that. Well, wow, <laughs> listeners, and hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye here for a second, but I know you sure. got a lot, I know you got a lot going on. To our listeners, guys, that's a powerful message right there, right? Curate your best life. I mean, the tools and resources are out there. She's already said it. I've said it multiple times on past shows. If you're a new listener right now, uh, again, go check her out at askaconcierge.tv. Uh, if you are newly listening to the show, subscribe because as she just hinted at, there's plenty of new content coming out day in and day out. And we want to give you those tools so you can curate your own best life. So again, to our listeners, guys, this is what we're all about. Keep living a fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7's resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, 
David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, Studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.